Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey guys, welcome to the Swap Moto Podcast. Uh, I'm Don Maeda and I've got Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha's Justin Cooper on the line with me, who is uh, the clear-cut and dominant winner of the Orlando 2 West Coast 250 Supercross opener. So, Justin, congrats on the big win last week. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on the way that night unfolded for you? Yeah, pretty crazy. Honestly, if you take me back like five weeks ago now when I broke my foot, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe that. I, I was at that point, I was just trying to get to round one and it was going to see if I, I was even going to like salvage like a top 10 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. dude, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe I'm at this point to where, you know, I was able to get through the first round with a win. And now we, we really had this, like this large, pretty large break, like two weeks is a pretty long time and it's, it's going by slow. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we're just trying to put in, put in the work, uh, these couple weeks and, you know, really try to catch up a little bit. We're, we're in a good spot, but, uh, yeah, definitely still trying to get better. Cause I, I know we didn't really get the full time to prep. So yeah. yeah, just making little changes here and there and, uh, just, uh, really just trying to get more fit and, uh, yeah, going from there. It was a, it was a great weekend. Couldn't have asked for much more and, it's just it's just the start of the series. There's a lot of racing, and uh, the plan is just to go out and you know put my put myself in that focus again, and you know try to do the same each each and every race and take it one race at a time. Mm-hmm. So when you broke your foot, <clears throat> you had to have been thinking, "Oh shit, here we go again behind the eight ball." Um, it wouldn't have been the first time you started a series that way, but I think I saw you on your second or third day riding, and it. Dude, it didn't look like you had taken any time off at all. Well, yeah, I was, I was just so hungry going into this year. I got my shoulder fixed in the off season right after Paula, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna get back on the bike, and I'll have like a good month and a half to prepare, and you know, I'll, I'll be able to, you know, come in kind of fresh and not like I was just coming off a long off season. Like it was all it was all going to plan, and um, yeah, that that foot injury happened, and I was like. Man, like I just started getting going, and I was I was in a good spot, and it was it was just gonna be like you know getting getting um, yeah more fit going into the first round and ready. So when that happened, I was like, man, what do I do? Like, do I try and make it? Like, there was all these you know thoughts going through my mind for about two or three weeks, and I just I made the decision with the team like, hey, we're just gonna go for it no matter what, and. You know, one day I was just like, I even went to the doctor. Uh, I got an x-ray after like two weeks, which is stupid. I mean, what kind of <laughs> healing are you going to see after two weeks? So 
devastated on that. They were like, yeah, honestly, this looks the same as when you broke it. So I was like, man, it feels a little bit better, but like, I don't know what to do. Like, is it smart to try and ride? And actually the next week, it was the third week I, I jumped on the bike and it was definitely sore, but like I could, I could manage riding a little bit and, uh, yeah, a lot of swelling after that and just had to, you know, fight through that a little bit and just every week it got a little bit better and manage more manageable. And I was able to get some seat time going into round one, which is nice. It was like probably four or five days on supercross. So it was, it was tough, but right at the end, like before we, we left for the race, it was, it was like I was at, I was even better than when I broke my foot, even fitness wise. Mm. I mean, I never really, I never took a break. The The day after I, I broke my foot, I was out, um, you know, doing everything I could on, I was going to the gym and doing all the arm stuff for cardio and like, dude, it's gnarly to, to break your foot and have to get your heart rate like as high as you can for, <laughs> for throb, to try right? and like, yeah, to try and like, I guess, be this like you have to get some cardio on so to do it with just your arms like oh, it's, it's pretty gnarly yeah, yeah it's I it's think not you, were it's you not on cool. the uh were you on the airdyne with your foot out or something yeah i was on that and i was also on the the skier i was i was sitting oh, in a chair every morning shit. so i was sitting in the chair every morning for 45 minutes on the skier so you're just sitting there listening to music just every day you're like is this worth it is this, is this gonna pay off yeah so it's just uh it was definitely mentally tough and you know, I, it really wasn't looking good until right before the race. And, um, you know, luckily everything went according to plan and, you know, right as the race came around, it was, it was go time and I was feeling actually ready. So mm -hmm. it all worked out. So you got a plastic, uh, foot cover or something inside your boot, right? Yeah. So when I, when I broke my foot, it was because of the bike, came i washed out in a turn the bike came down on it and basically like crushed my a bone in my foot so i had like this is like uh two weeks after i was like right, i'm gonna i'm going for this i'm gonna try and make the supercrosses so i i went and saw uh at first i saw dr Greenbaum to evaluate my foot and he sent me to his uh buddy uh, his name's Hobie O'Connor, and he uh, he made this thing to go in my boot. It's an insert. So mm. I put my booty on, and it's it's like a plastic cast. It, like, it protects the bottom. It's like a hard surface on the bottom, and mm. then it rolls over the top of my, my booty where the brake is. So if anything, like, I can't really move it to where it would hurt it. So mm. even if someone came in and, you know, hit my foot like directly, it would probably save it. Like it, it's pretty, it's pretty hard oh. to get there. So it's, uh, it definitely gave me a lot of confidence and I felt it right away. I couldn't really move my foot The It was like weird. I had to like, it was different using the back brake and all that stuff. Like I didn't have as much flex and stuff like that. So mm. it was all like, I could feel it right away that it was going to be stable and like it gave me a lot of confidence from there to, you know, to go try and ride supercross and stuff like that. So, you know, without that, I, that was another big part of it. Like that's what made it feel so good for me. Like it was, it was awesome what, what they were able to come up with.
Mm-hmm. Okay, if you take the uh, the two weeks between Orlando two and Daytona, is that then like six weeks? Is that when you're officially released from your foot break? Yeah, so mon- this coming Monday um, will be the week of Daytona, and that'll be the six-week mark for me. When, when a the normal doctors- guy would get the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, the doctor said it would take six to eight weeks, but it was after the two weeks when he saw nothing growing or anything, he said it might even take, you know, eight weeks to not feel any effects from it. So uh, that was, yeah, that was really like a bummer deal for me. Like when I heard that, I, was, I really lost like hope. Cause I was, I was obviously doing everything I could for the two weeks going up to that. And I was like, already over i was like come on give me something to like work with here and there was no good news so um it's just uh, crazy how this is all thrown together yeah were you on the daily over uh with uh jc at cvac then yeah every day i would go <laughs> i'll go for three sessions so an hour every day and um yeah it's just it was it's so it's not cool when you're when you're behind the eight ball like that on an injury yeah. like your days actually become longer because you're trying to do all this rehab for it. And, you know, and there's a chance it's not going to work. So it's even more of a bummer. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's definitely hard. It's, it was a hard, hard injury just because of what I was dealt with. And it, it feels good to finally be like, you know, kind of healed up. Like it's not bothering me when I ride now. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's very relieving to, you know, to be in the spot I'm in and I'm in, I put myself in a really good position. I have this two week break to get stronger and you know, I'm really just, I was really just trying to get through that one. And I, I put myself in, uh, in a good spot and in, in the main event. And I, I was sitting there on the gate, like I knew my situation, but I, I was thinking like, Hey, if I got second or third, like would I be happy? And I, I couldn't just picture it. Like I, I felt like I needed to win and, uh, that's where my mindset was the whole day. So it was uh, mm. it was good to pull it off. When you uh, when you rolled in there, how confident were you? And then did setting the fastest lap time in both sessions make you more confident? Yeah, there's so many nerves around the first round. Like I don't care who you talk to if they don't say that they're nervous, then you know they're they're lying. So it's uh, it was definitely more nerve wracking with the injury. Just. Uh, just trying to think about you, you know, you overthink things and how they're going to go and how you want them to go. So, um, it was definitely, I was definitely nervous the whole day and I expected to be good, but even like after the second practice, when I saw I was a second faster than everyone, that kind of caught me off guard. Like (laughs) I wasn't, I mean, the track was terrible, but I wasn't really like laying it down. Like I was going for like heaters. I was just, Cause I put in like a bunch of those times and it was cool to see that. It definitely was a confidence boost there and uh, was just really nervous about my starts. Cause I didn't really put the time in. I should have on those and um, the practice start and the heat race start. I, I screwed up pretty bad. So yeah, I was going to um, say the, I think the heat race start was pretty miserable, right? Because you came from way yeah, back I must to have, second. I must've been outside the top 10. So I had to make some quick passes there and it's just like you're trying to make things happen so fast and there's so much so many things that can go wrong coming through the pack like that with uh 
guys that you're faster than they don't really see you coming and yeah. you know they can move on you and think move over on you and think you're someone else so i uh, went back to what i know on the starts and i uh, was able to grab two hole shots so that was <laughs> that was big for me yeah so you hole shot the first one and then the red flag comes out i mean what what goes through a guy's head when he's hole shot the main event and it's red flag and he's like oh shit but you yeah, went out and you pulled another one yeah, I got the whole shot in the first one. I was like, sick. All right, I'm going to just, you know, ease into this. I'm going to like, you know, I don't want to throw it away on the first route lap. I want to, you know, get into this and, and you know, work work my way through as the uh, main goes on because I knew I had the speed. So I started out at like <clears throat> good pace and just like, you know, was feeling the track out a little bit because I knew they made some, you know, changes like or graded some sections up. So yeah, once we got the red flag, I've never really been in – I've only been in a couple red flag situations. I think one was in a heat race in, like, 2019. And then uh, this is, I think – I want to say it's my second one. And to be leading the main event at the first round and it, it red flagged, I was like – I got back to the <laughs> gate and I was talking to my mechanic. I was like, seriously, that just happened? But, dude, so much carnage on the first lap. That was pretty gnarly watching yeah. it back and uh, – yeah, you never you never like to see that. I mean, you got to put yourself in their position. You don't obviously with what I saw, like it had to be red flagged. It was pretty uh pretty uh bad. So, mm-hmm. uh yeah, once we got back to the gate, I just I mean, I really couldn't I mean, there's not much to complain about. It's it's over and done with. You're back on the gate. You got to you got to put yourself back back in that, you know, groove and do it all over again. That's exactly what I did, which is, you know, pretty hard to do. I feel like it flusters you a lot and it, I'm not saying it, it didn't, it definitely did, but to put myself to brush it off like that and get back out front and, um, ride like I did, I was, I was really proud of that because mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of nerves at the races and a lot of things can, you know, a lot of things are different than at the practice track. So to go out and be calm and, you know, do that all over again and, you know, ride really good during the races was perfect for me. I didn't ride over my head and I didn't, I try to do anything crazy. I just let the race come to me and, um, was able to find a, you know, good, comfortable flow out there and keep an eye on second and just, uh, manage my lead from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I know that, uh, you know, as a, as a championship contender slash favorite, you want to beat everyone, right? You want to beat the best of the best. But at the same time, like when you see J-Mart out, um, your teammate, but also your biggest rival for the title, um, what does that do to your mindset when you're lining up for the second start? It just, honestly, when I saw saw all that, I was like, it just reminded me how how fast things can change in Supercross and how like actually sketchy it can be like mm-hmm. in the middle of the pack like that because I, I kind of pictured like a pile up there after the first jump. I kind of pictured what could have happened. I didn't know what happened, but I you kind of get an idea. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just it kind of just uh, you know it definitely really made me try to get a hole shot again. That's for sure. But also <laughs> at the same time, it it just made me you know try to even if if I didn't get the hole shot, just try not try to be smart. Like you, the first round is always chaotic. It always settles down after the first round. Everyone you know, has a point to prove at the first round. And it's, it's really about getting through, you know, that, that chaos. Cause 
you can lose a championship if you at the first round for sure. But yeah, uh, I tried to. I had a good start, so I just tried to maximize what I had. You know, you got to take what you have and you got to maximize it. So that night, it was it was a whole shot, and it was a it was all eyes were on the win. It was yeah. uh, those three extra points. They are they are important, and you know, for me, I've uh, I've, I've done it all. I've, I have like. 15 podiums in supercross so mm-hmm. i'm not really looking to you know rack up anymore i'm i'm looking to go after the wins so absolutely uh that's where my mind's been all of uh since last year i obviously had a had a lot of competition with dylan and austin last year they mm-hmm. were those guys were really pushing the pace so i feel like it's my time this year and um i'm really just trying to use my experience from the last couple of years. And I feel like I'm just a, a better overall rider this year, even though I didn't have it come so easy coming into the season. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything's, uh, everything's going perfect right now. Everything's lining up for me. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to take it practice by practice, race by race. And, mm-hmm. you know, try to put myself in the safest, best position I can and, you know, use my skills to finish off the job. Yeah. Okay. You're the, uh, you and J-Mart were the seniors, in the series and you got the two rookies with you. Uh, have you spoken to any of them about how their first rounds went and then did they do as well as you thought they would or ride around where you thought? Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, I've, I've been a rookie, my rookie debut, I got ninth, which is not what I was supposed to do. I was, I was like beating all the guys at the test track, but, uh, yeah, everyone thought I was going to like podium my first race and, the nerves really get to you as a, as a rookie. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what to expect and you don't really know how it works yet. So I'm not really surprised that I'm glad they both made the main, but no, I'm not really surprised that, you know, it didn't go their way because they have a lot to learn and, you know, they're going to get a start and they're going to be able to run up front and feel it out little by little. But mm-hmm. yeah, you have, I thought they would be a little bit better. They were, they're actually, you know, pretty close to me in practice days back at Yamaha, but, you also have a track that they've been riding for two to three months. So yeah. it's uh, it's definitely a track they're used to. But overall, I think they did well. I think they're looking for much, much more. But, um, you know, in time, they're going to – that's going to be up to them. They're going to have to, um, you know, put their focus on what they got to do. And whatever their goals are, I'm sure they're going to they're gonna reach them if they want it bad enough. So – it's uh we got a lot of racing left they got a lot of more opportunities but uh i'm just trying to they're riding with me now i'm trying to help them out with what they need help with mm-hmm. they, they have a lot of questions for me so whatever they have questions for i try to i try to answer to my you know my best capability and you know, i really just trying to help them it is it is tough coming to the pros like this so um yeah i'm here for all the advice they need i'm kind of you know, a little bit, they kind of look at, at me to try and follow what I do at the track. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess whatever questions I need with, you know, the track, the rhythms, uh, stuff on the bike, I, I'm here to help. So yeah, it's good. It's, uh, it's good to play that role. I, I want to see them do good, obviously teammates and, um, definitely would be nice to have some help with, uh, Jmart out. So yeah, if they're up at the front, that's that's better for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, when you uh, you took my GoPro at the Yamaha track uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm watching it, and you're like riding the same 
six inch wide line, right? <laughs> Every lap. Yep. Is that just because on the test track, that's the only line with like good traction or is it that you're that precise all the time? Like when you, if you followed your GoPro at the races, are you riding the same six inches the whole main event? Um, yeah. So with the test track, we, there's, there's about four, four or five bikes out there. So mm -hmm. they, they water the track really good and it gets, it's muddy in the beginning. So it gets that one main line and it's really hard. If you cut under that, it's like ice. Yeah. So unless all the guys are doing it with me, like unless the rut gets really deep and bumpy and it's like, ah, oh, this is really slow and I'm messing it up every lap. Then you'll, you'll see all the riders start cutting down to the next line. And that's, really the only time we change because the rest of the track is, you know, we all have that one line and if we go anywhere else, there's not a line there mm -hmm. and we're losing time. So we're trying to, we're trying to go as fast as we can for the, the whole motors we do. And yeah, the only time really is when they're a rut gets blown out or something like that. And, uh, you know, we want to find a little bit of a fresher line. If a bunch of people are taking that, then it'll kind of work itself in and you know, that'll be the new fast line. But yeah, not very much changes there, but at the race after the night show, they they'll grade every or before the night show, they grade everything and everything's pretty tacky. Like there's not any places that are overwatered and like, you can't go there. So you have a bunch of guys trying to make passes on the insides of the turn. So everything's, you know, kind of cut in and you can kind of go where you want to, mm -hmm. but I would say it's pretty similar. Like when I got out front, I used the same lines every lap. I didn't really switch up much unless one ruck got a little bumpy. Then I'd, you know, a new, you'd see a new line form and you just cut down a little bit, but mm -hmm. I try to keep it, keep it the same. And the only reason I'd really change up is for lappers or if I was coming through the pack. I yeah. think. Okay. When you said you were, you know, managing the lead, how how much of the main event did you say you wrote at 100% effort? 100% effort, I would say like three laps, the first three laps. Mm -hmm. And then it was... I ran, yeah, it was my best time. My in the, After the restart, I ran a 50 point, I was like in the last times, 50.5, 50.5, and then something close to that. Mm -hmm. And um, no one else was in the 50s. So I got a little bit of a gap there and I was just trying to get like a three, three second gap. So I didn't have anyone like coming on the inside of me or anything like that. And mm -hmm. I can, you know, focus on my own lines. But, um, yeah, after that, I would say I got, once I got the halfway board, I was kind of just managing the lead from there. Like it wasn't, I wasn't pushing hard. I was just focusing on hitting my marks and, you know, nailing every rhythm section and just keeping an eye on my gap. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't get extra points for winning by 15 seconds, although it is nice. Like, I was trying to get through that round, yeah. and there was no reason for me to, you know, push any harder than I needed to. You get the same amount of points for each one, and mm -hmm. that was a big win for me. I've only had one in my career, and I was at A1, so this is only my second win, so it's, it's a big deal for me, and I'm not going to do anything to throw it away so <laughs> once i felt comfortable with the lead i i kind of just managed it from there yeah yeah okay say uh mcadoo caught fire and started closing in how hard is it to say oh i gotta up the pace 
Is it hard to go faster once you've settled into a pace? Um, yeah, definitely, but not something I couldn't have done. I, I was, I dropped pretty far off my best lap, which is, you know, a little bit strange, but I definitely was keeping an eye on it. And if it, if it did happen to where he was going to come up and catch me, I would, I had big enough of a lead to where if I saw he was catching me more than I liked, then I would, I would have definitely stepped it up Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's just a good spot to be in. So. Um, I know not all of them are going to come easy like that. So I'm, I'm putting in all this work to, to, you know, where the nights where I, I face some adversity where I, I, maybe I don't get a good start or, you know, something happens, you know, there's always going to be something that, uh, it's not going to go perfect all the time. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to do for sure. But if I'm also, you know, preparing and putting in the work to where I have to make a charge, you know, mm-hmm. late in these races. So, um, yeah, just trying to, you know, put everything I have into this and, uh, you know, make the most of it and, you know, try to, try to be really be smart about it and think about, you know, each, each time out. Yeah. All right. You've been, uh, spending the time in Florida. A, is it like a bummer that you're not racing tonight? And, uh, B, uh, I guess you're, training and riding at the goat farm now which you guys are have taken over correct yeah star took over the goat farm um we rode there three days this week yeah i'm i'm pretty bummed yeah we aren't racing this week it's it's gone by so slow these (laughs) these last seven days it's gone by it feels like the race is like two weeks ago but in the i think overall i think it's better for me i i put in a really hard week this week at the with the guys and you know really really push myself this week so um we'll take it a little take down a notch next week it's gonna rain here i think and uh you know we'll get a couple days in and then we'll have press day at daytona so that's that's gonna come up quick and uh just really trying to get as prepared as i can i know i was a little bit behind so Mm -hmm. just trying to do a little bit extra in this week off that we have before uh, we, you know, knock it back down for next week. So we had a really productive week. We, we pushed really hard and, um, just, uh, yeah, again, trying to prepare for, for the days that don't go hundred percent perfect. Yeah. Kind of a, it's kind of a statement that you are not at hundred percent fitness yet and probably still a little bit rusty. And you came out and did that at round one, the, the competition, if they, you know, take that into consideration. It's probably a little bit, a little bit intimidating. You're going to get better and better. Yeah. I mean, I've, I was really good last year. I just, uh, you know, it was still my second full season last year and I, I really wanted to go after the championship, but at the same time, I really didn't have like, I just feel like I didn't, I wasn't mentally where like Dylan was at. Mm-hmm. I felt like he had, he had something on me and, uh, his his riding was definitely amazing. I mean, I remember he was setting like pole position over the four fifties, and I was like, "Man, I'm racing this guy. Like, this kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> we're supposed to be a little bit slower than those guys." So, I'm just trying to, you know, I think it's my time, and I feel like I've put in, put in the results, put in the work, and I feel like I know what I need to do in order to win. So, um, yeah, great opportunity this year, and. Uh, Really, just trying to take it, um, you know, each 
each practice means a lot to me. So just trying to make the most of uh, every chance I get out on the on a racetrack and even the practice track and just trying to use all the team's info. And, you know, that helped me a lot coming back and forth from the truck and we got in, uh, on the track. So, mm-hmm. man, just uh, trying to take it all in and be uh, really be smart about this year. Okay. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails or if you want to go a bit further longer and faster they they just brought out a new taser e-bike which is uh, yeah everyone's given the double thumbs up on so head down to your local intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at intensecycles.com check it out guys what's up this is christian craig as a motocross racer being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling and whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. Hey everyone, Don Moetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now, next cleaning air filters or changing oil, tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel-related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on the team acquiring Ricky Carmichael's uh, goat farm? You know, you just bought your house in Southern California, and 
I think this week you're shopping for a house in Tallahassee, right? Yeah, just uh, I put my deposit down today, actually. Oh, wow, you found one. Uh, yeah, I found one. It's a good spot, and uh, it's right in between my trainer's house and, and the farm. So, yeah, that's exciting. It's a new chapter for me, and, um, yeah, I just uh, feel like it's a new opportunity to, uh, you know, it's going to – I haven't really trained on the East Coast like much. Like, I really haven't had a facility to train out here. So, uh, it's going to be cool to get on some different dirt and, um, you know, see what we can do here uh, from the East Coast. I've wanted to be on the East Coast for a while. Mm-hmm. I've been really jealous of the riders that stay in, like, Florida. And, you know, when we come to the outdoors, we have, like, five East Coast rounds in a row and we're flying back and forth to California. Oh, yeah. It's like, I feel like they're, they're gaining something on us there. So, uh, I'm excited for, like, even this week, I, I'm – I'm driving to Daytona, so mm-hmm. instead of flying from California, it's uh, it'd be nice to be in the in the time zone, and you know, not gonna have the three hour time difference that that always uh, screws with you. So it's cool. It's it's different. It's again a new chapter, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, you're gonna keep both houses. Yeah, that's the plan right now. I'm I'm gonna we're probably gonna be here for quite some time. So. Um, once I, I think the, we're going to make the full move probably after outdoors, mm-hmm. uh, might come here, you know, for in between a couple of rounds, but the full move is going to be, um, in October. So I plan on renting my house out there and, you know, just kind of, I'm trying to keep it there. I like the, I like what I, um, my house there. I like, it's already gone up like a bunch of value. So in a good area and i want to you know keep it for now and you know who knows maybe i won't see myself like going back there anytime soon and i'll sell it or let go of it but uh, until then i'm i'm just going to keep it for now and you know see how things go in the next few years how do the property values and, and housing costs differ um as far as tallahassee and and california yeah they're pretty they're pretty similar it's actually um, it's really hard to get like by the main Tallahassee, like, or I shouldn't say Tallahassee. There's like a, there's a road that, uh, goes up to the track. It's really hard to get off that kind of highway mm-hmm. and, uh, everything like boosts in value. Like you kind of have to go out. Like if you, you can get nice land and a nice house, like pretty much out of the way of where you need to be so in order to find both is was actually pretty difficult but we were able to secure a spot that you know is is a really good location and it's a a new community going up so Mm -hmm. the house won't even actually be done until like september so it's oh okay it all worked out perfect so i'm i'm really pumped on it it took a while but um finally you know found a spot yeah wow that's cool well um hey man uh Thanks for the time on this Saturday. And uh, I assume you're not riding today or tomorrow. You're going to relax a little bit, right? Because next week's a grind. Yeah, we, we just got done today. We had a little, oh, you did little ride. bike ride. In, okay. No, we had a bike ride in the gym. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have we have tomorrow off. And then, you know, we'll see what, what we're allowed to do with the weather this next week. Um, it, sh- it should be good. We should be able to get uh, at least one day in and um, – you know, I feel like I've put in a really strong week here and uh, feeling, you know, 
feeling excited to go back racing. I want to, you know, get back racing and I'm going to be excited for that triple header that we have coming up in uh, Arlington. That's mm-hmm. going to be a fun one. And just, uh, but yeah, one race at a time, focus, full focus on Daytona and then we'll take it from there. Cool. All right, man. Well, Hey, thanks again. And, uh, we'll see you in Daytona. See you there. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Swap Moto podcast with Justin Cooper. I'm um, Don Maeda signing off for uh, both of us. Hey everyone, Don Maeda here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next clean air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out.